Hey guys, what is up? My name is Sarah Dietschy. Welcome to another episode of The Creative Exchange. Today I have Akila Hughes. Hello. She's a great friend of mine. I was just trying to describe what you are. You are so many dashes. Comedian, yeah. Yeah. YouTuber, yeah. internet personnel, yeah. writer. Writer, yes. I mean, this what, book what is did coming I miss? Out at some point. Yeah. Um, so you're writing a book? Yeah, yeah. It'll come out sometime like this time next year probably. And, and, and you'll have to come like, back for some book promo podcast. Yes, literally. It's just going to be me like, guys. <laughs> Let me just read a passage <laughs> for the pod. Well, no. So you said it's like some funny stories. Yeah. Some, maybe like a little memoir-ish vibe. Yeah. Do you have a funny story you can tell us? Ooh, yeah. I mean, this will be longer in the book, but um, people always wonder why I hate raccoons because they're very cute and like you see them and people are yeah. like, they're great. Why would you have a problem with them? Like, Because they tunneled into my house when <gasps> I was in high school and died in the walls and we had to move. <laughs> We had to leave you our home. You kidding. It smelled so bad there. Oh. And it was the hottest summer ever. So we would just come home and I'd just be like, I'm literally going to die. Like, I'm going to die. And like when they tunneled in, like one of them got into the house. So we all just had to run out. <laughs> it was just like in the house. My sister screamed downstairs. We packed our stuff and we like no. moved. <laughs> I am so sorry you had that experience with yeah. raccoons. I mean, they're cute, but they're cute when they're outside of That's your real. Home. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It made like my mom really bitter too. Like anytime we're like in, if I'm in her car, if I go home to visit, she will like, if she sees a raccoon, she will like try to hit it. Oh <laughs> like, my she would tell, she would say she isn't, but I've seen her. <laughs> She's oh. just like. My you know, goodness. it was tough. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot That's of stuff. That's amazing. So I look forward to more stories yeah. about raccoons. Exactly. Maybe, I mean, you've lived in New York for a while. So do you have any mice stories? Ooh. The first, <laughs> the first apartment that I ever had in this freaking city. It was bad. I had a mice infestation. Yeah. It wasn't pretty, guys. Did you have you ever dealt with that? Okay, so I'm not sure if I have. It, here's why. Like okay. I've heard, I think there's one scratching in my wall now, and I'm like, that one's getting in for sure at some point, and I'm just waiting. Like it's just like a weird. <laughs> you just gotta accept it. Yeah, like, like just death come. And yeah. uh, but there was a time I had the flu like two years ago, and I thought I saw, and I was like, maybe I'm hallucinating, but I saw as like a, a shadow run across like under the TV. So I threw Vicks VapoRub at it, <laughs> not sponsored. That'll get them. <laughs> Because that's not what it's for. And it ran back, but I never saw it again. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's better. Yeah, I was terrified. Yeah. Anything better than a live mouse is a dead mouse or an invisible one. Yeah, I remember your videos about it. I felt so bad. Was, I feel like it was a whole series on my channel, it was. To You be should honest. make a playlist. I should. <laughs> Just like my stories. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You had a rough go of it at first. I feel yeah, like that apartment was a bad omen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right by Penn Station. Yeah. And, you know, you say Penn Station and to a tourist, you're like, oh, that's where all everything yeah. happens. But to a person who lives in New York, yeah. people get like sad for you. Yeah. Like, oh, honey, yeah, like, you why? live by Penn Station. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like you eat sushi from the subway. <laughs> <laughs> like they just assume that about you. Yeah. It's yeah. not great. But no, I wanted to know, like, I want to learn more about you. Yeah. Ooh, because whoa. I don't even know. Did you grow up in the Northeast? Like, no. where were you born and raised? Yeah. Where, did you have mom, dad, brother, sister? Yeah. Like um, so yeah, I'm from Kentucky originally. Mm -hmm. Uh so South-ish. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I consider it the South, but lots of people say it's the Midwest. Um and yeah, I'm the youngest of four, so that's cool, and I like it. I mean, I have one brother, two sisters, and oh, I mean, yeah, mom, dad. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't expect Kentucky. I know. I like. I really shed that accent like a chance. That's good. That's good. How long have you lived in New York? It's been 
Ooh, six years in May. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've heard that you can call yourself a New Yorker after 10 years. Is yeah, that's that what true? everyone keeps telling me. And I'm okay. like, am I going to make it? So like, are you going to make it? You're in LA a lot. Do, yeah. you, ha- do you like LA? Okay. Like, what, no. are, what, are, what are the LA versus New York feelings? Because you're a writer. Yeah. You do entertainment business. Yeah. The people are there. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> I hate LA. I'm Dude, like, I, I love New York so much. That yes. I can't even begin to think about living. Right. There. Like, I think it's a great place to visit, but it's just too, like, to me, and maybe you felt this way. I know you're from Texas and, like, mm-hmm. a cool suburb. I've seen the house. I've seen your mom. So cute. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it's like it feels very suburban there in a way mm-hmm. that New York never has. And I'm like, True. that's what I'm trying to, like, like, I had a, a long run of suburbs, you know, like, I'm ready to live with the people. <laughs> it's such a bubble, that suburb life. Yeah. And New York is so different and crazy. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get when you step out on the streets. You know, a mice <laughs> might attack you. But yes, all the besides time. <laughs> that, the people are great. The energy is good. There's such a spectrum yes. of people. So how did you get into video and just storytelling in general? Ooh. Um, so storytelling was something that I just – I, like, was always drawn to. Like, I won some weird puppet contest in fifth grade. Like, I had to write an original story, and the whole class had to. But, like, if you won, this puppet, like <laughs> – theater would perform it and the whole school got to go and my teacher was such a hater she didn't want me to win and like her face when she had to announce that I won like <laughs> the, the puppet oh writing I was like eat it eat it Miss Murray <laughs> so and look at you good. now exactly and so that was like the beginning but you know video I was in college when YouTube started um it was my freshman year actually and I just went to a boring college uh it was like a small liberal arts school in Kentucky like 2,000 kids it's called Berea. <laughs> you can look it up if you want. <laughs> but like, there was exactly like, go mountaineers. No one's listening. <laughs> what is a mountaineer? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, literally, I didn't know that was our mascot until this year. <laughs> How nice. long did I graduate? Like, it was eight years ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I remember we were just bored. And so we made a ton of videos. There was mm-hmm. no strategy back then. So it was like, they weren't all on the same channel. It was just whoever had mm-hmm. the fastest Wi-Fi. I'm like, well, you upload it, whatever. And like, we had this weird following on campus where like, Really? People would like quote our videos. Like we would be walking, they're like, oh, like, there's, oh. I mean, so many stupid ones, but there was one line, <laughs> which is just Dallas Stout. And like people would just like scream it when we came in. And I'm like, yeah, we're famous here. We're so what cool. What was it? Dollar store. But you dollar just have to say like, Dallas Stout. That's like the OG Liza Koshi. Yeah. Now she's all about the dollar store. She like is. what you can do if it, this is her merch. Yeah, it was good. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing Liza Koshy merch. It says, I am watching content. Oh. And I, I think that is kind of the story of our lives. We're watching content. We're making content. Content. Yes. I hate that word. Yeah. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so it started college, like messing around with your friends. Yeah. Did you do scripted content? Yeah. It okay. was a lot of scripts. It was a, like, and our sheets went on forever and they look so bad. So it's like, what were we doing for 10 hours? Like, <laughs> what was it? We had props. We had like a list of things. Wow. We, I like had castings. Like I was so serious. Wow. But we just like would shoot every like six months because no one knew like how to be good at YouTube. Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of like I, I went to Playlist Live. Mm-hmm. I met Adonde Swoozie, who I love. Oh, He's Swoozie. great. And he was like, you just need to make stuff regularly. And like, it's great. I'm killing it. Like, you, need to get it <laughs> you need to kill it. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm going to try. <laughs> so then I was like, baby okay. killer? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what, how, how long ago? Like eight that years ago? Been, or? Ooh, I want to say 2012. So 2012. like six years ago. Cool. It's wild. 
wow, the things that is that crazy. Changed. And so it started there. Did you start collaborating with other YouTubers <sighs> or how did you start getting traction in the beginning? Ooh, okay. So it was- Because this is 2012. It's a different yeah, climate. Yeah, totally different game. Yeah. Um, I did like- so we had video responses, so I oh. would do a lot of those, which explain to the people what that is. Yeah, like for all you kids out there that. who <laughs> didn't live through that era, <laughs> basically what would happen is like you would if you posted a video, somebody would like there was an option to click underneath to make a video response, which I think they like should a never comment. Made. Yes, and so then you record your video and like or you just upload a video, but it shows up under their video. That's like as it says, like. So you're like, you're just lumped in with their content. So it was a good way to sort of game the system back then. And so it was the, a strategy. Yeah, it was a good yeah, strategy. It was. It wasn't like uh, illegal in any way. It's the way yeah. to do it. But um, the Gregory Brothers had that hit song, Bed Intruder. And I covered it on ukulele as a video response. And they linked to it and like pointed to it in their video or whatever. Oh and gosh. so that was like the first time I had. So like, Shmoyoho is yes. a part of your origin yeah. story. Yeah. They're so great. They're my faves. They're, They're so, so great. great. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, that's so cool to know because it truly was a different time yes. back then. Um, but something that sticks out to me in your videos is they're really good quality. <laughs> Every time I watch one of your videos, the person, you know, that I am who loves cameras and yes. stuff, I'm automatically like, what is her camera? What is yeah. she shooting this on? What is her lighting? Why does it look so amazing? Because usually my stuff is more like run and gun. Yeah, it's, you know, cool. it's more like documentary style or like I just turn on the camera and don't think about right. it. But you can tell that yours are very thought out and yeah. they're amazing and they're Thank good. you. <laughs> so one, selfishly, yes. I want to ask what is your go-to? Do you have like a filmmaker friend come over with a fancy camera? Yeah. Do you have a fancy camera? Like what is your process yeah. to make a YouTube video? So something that people don't tend to know about me and my channel is that I have like a channel partner, my friend Tim, who like we've made cool. stuff together since 2013. And like, he's just a, like, he's like you, he loves camera. Mm -hmm. so he wants to always have the best video. If I choose to make like a vlog one week, he's like, it looks like crap. <laughs> like, he's always so mean. And I'm like, I don't think it's that bad. He's like, I can tell it looks just like shitty. And I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> I hope you all complete me. Um, but this is raw and real. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. And yeah. he, um, he has always been like ahead of like the game for me. Cause I have no clue. I just, I'm no cameras through photography. That's what I sort of did. Um, but he has like all the equipment. So I just go to his apartment and film. Nice. Um, and he shoots with a black magic Ursa mini. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And I think he's using, I mean, he uses a few different lenses, but he's a big fan of the Sigma um, art lenses, which Super are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. That's, I used to shoot on a black magic. I had the little two, one or like the, the little Yeah. That one's cool. The, we yeah, still yeah, use the, that for like if we need multiple shots. Yeah. The black magic pocket cinema camera. Mm -hmm. And, Oh my God, I hated myself during this time, but I learned a lot. I shot in raw. Oh, wow. So super flat profile, yeah. but so many stops of dynamic range, yeah, so you know? And <laughs> I mean, those cameras are sharp. They yes. look amazing. And so I had two of those and I actually like recorded wed weddings a little wow. bit with them, which like black magic, great cameras, but they're finicky. Yeah, Their software isn't that great. Right. It's like crowdsource. Yeah. So yeah. it's like so always. So I, I literally shot one wedding with that and then was done with it. Oh. Um, but I learned a lot. Black, black magic cameras are interesting. Mm-hmm. 
They look great. Yes. They're not the best right. for people who are just doing like casual YouTube right. with one person. Right. Um, but if you have that dynamic of another person behind the camera, yes. that's cool. Okay. That that satiated like, <laughs> You're like a how huge are you doing question. <laughs> yeah. So how did you meet your Tim? Yes. Tim. Your Tim. How my did Tim. you meet your Tim? <laughs> exactly. Everybody out there can get a Tim one day if they're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so my Tim, um, we actually met at Playlist Live. Um, yeah. It was... Was that the same year? No, this was 2013. It was okay. a year later. After and For the, the people who don't know, Playlist Live is kind of like a VidCon. It's a big convention where a bunch of YouTube losers go. And like, <laughs> hey, well, it used to be losers, but now it's for the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's basically just a big convention yeah. for YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, so he was there shooting something for Fuse Network, the music network, because he that's his background, too. He's like one of those people that's good at everything he does. Like he does like five so things, annoying. but he's excellent. And I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have a piano. And what do I do with it? Like I just like boop, like every morning. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a person. And he's just great. Um, and so I actually met him because I was I had a crush on this boy that was the guy who was hosting for Fuse. Mm-hmm. And so we were hanging out a lot. And Tim was just really nice. So then when we came back to the city, because that's in Orlando, um, we started hanging out more. And he's like, oh, you want to hang out with Tim? I'm like, yeah. And Tim sort of let it slip. He's like, I just want to make movies. And I'm like, Mm. I just want to make movies. I just want to be in front. Exactly. I'm like, I'll write it and be in it if you just like make sure it looks good. Exactly. So you've always liked the whole like script and set up the shot, yeah. think it through. Where did kind of that writing bone come from? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was just like I was really interested in um, – well, I don't know. I, I read a lot of books when I was younger, and I, I didn't start reading scripts until I was in college. But I remember thinking like, oh, like especially all those um, – this is such a like not together thought. So let me just, you know, yeah. ramble. But you know those essay videos about like really good filmmaking – have you seen any of them? Because um, I will drop some oh, like lessons oh, from the screenplay. Yes. And like yes, every yes, frame yes. of painting. I, yeah. <laughs> so I almost, good. yeah. I almost supported him on Patreon, but I forgot what happened. But I remember going. I did. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> almost did, but then I chose yeah. not to. <laughs> no, I remember going to his Patreon page yeah. after I watched like an amazing video. I was like, it's oh so my good. gosh. Those are the type of channels who can only afford to make like one video a month because right. they're so good. And okay. they're so well researched. So you're, yeah. you're like a person who studies like films and is like a fan oh yeah i like i i'm one of those people who loves going to the movies and like just figuring out like i i do like extra work when i'm at the movies like some people get to go and relax and enjoy it and i'm like how'd they get that shot though like how did they do that because i want to do that i feel you (laughs) and sometimes it's a curse because i so i started to watch what was uh defenders on netflix and because I just finished Jessica Jones yes. and I was obsessed with it. And I was like, how do I get more Jessica Jones? I watch <laughs> Defenders. Um, but honestly, the angles yes. in that show, mm-hmm. I they were so distracting for yeah. me. Yeah. They were like all of the shots where like a person was talking to another person, they would basically like put them in the corner together and then oh. there'd be so much space. And like uh. they had so many like crooked angles and things that I was almost getting like nauseous watching. Oh, yeah. And like, honestly, it wouldn't be normal for someone to sit there and be like, oh, that bothers me because yeah. you're just watching a TV right. show. Right, like you just But sometimes it. you're just like, you know, you're always so curious about right. and how I they're doing things. And sometimes it's distracting. It's like, oh, I can't watch this 
Yeah. These camera angles are insane. Yeah. And not like in a good way, not in yeah. like a La La Land way, which <laughs> every shot in that movie, I was just like, how did they do this? Yes. How are they, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely think that like being on YouTube and like when you're editing your own stuff or like when you're watching a lot of like other people who like you consider your peers, it's like you pick up on stuff like, oh, that's like out of focus or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just become super hyper aware because yeah. people will tell you in your comments, you are out of oh, focus. Yes. <laughs> Oh, like, I know. I know I was. The the first time that I ever used the GH5, the autofocus oh, sucks. No. And so the first two minutes of the video was just complete autofocus. But and I knew that. Yeah. It tore me apart in the edit. So yeah. I put a lot of B-roll over it and stuff, but still there were shots. Yeah. And so going into it, you know, I was like, oh, I just gotta post it. Yeah, you just gotta make sense. And then sometimes. you post it, and then in the comments, they're like, You I expected more of you. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm like, dead. oh no, I let you down. <laughs> That was such a <laughs> I'm so no, sorry. True, though. I mean, because that's that's a part of YouTube that's hard. Is it's one thing to get the trolley comments. Yeah, it's another thing when people actually say like truthful yeah, things. Yeah, I'm that like, you know. you're right. My bra strap was showing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> or like there was lipstick on my teeth a little bit. Like, oh, it's bad. Do you have any moments on YouTube that you're just like, I wish that never happened, or Ooh. you know? Like, oh, why did I even post that? Or oh, there's man. definitely some moments where just like younger Sarah, you yeah. know, I, I, you Instagram storied something where <laughs> I, I think it was the ukulele video. Yeah, you oh, were goodness. like, I was so cute then, but yes. I didn't realize I had it, no idea. You know, <laughs> so let's pivot to a new yeah. question actually. It's like, that's something that I could relate to yeah. is when you are in the zone and you're creating your stuff, it's really easy to be insecure about your own work yeah. because you're so in it. You're comparing yourself to other people yeah. and you're just like so in it. But then you look back maybe a year ago, six years ago, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. I was killing it. Yes. Look at look at me. Exactly. You know? Like, did you now do you do something to kind of like be in the moment and look at things and be like, oh, okay, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Like, I'm happy. I think you what know? I do is like every so often I try to go back and watch videos from like a year ago. And I remember being like so stressed out and being like, oh, this sucks. It's not doing well. Or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, those yeah, things yeah. were like, I the wish I had a- YouTube. Right. Like this should have a billion views. <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> Why are my everyone on views? earth seen <laughs> Exactly. And then, um, and, and then I watch it and I'm like, this is really impressive and good. And like, I should be mad that people didn't watch it. But like, instead of that like upset feeling, I'm always surprised that I was able to make something I was proud of. And like, it's super rare when I go back and watch videos where I'm like, that was so terrible. Like I should have mm -hmm. never posted it. I'm always like, wow, like I can't believe I did that. Like mm -hmm. that took a lot of time. Yeah. And your stuff is good. Thanks. It's quality. So how do you balance the platform that you're on yeah. being so thirsty for quantity? Yeah. That is my biggest struggle. I'm sure everyone who watches my videos would be like, yeah, I don't watch them regularly because they're not regular. <laughs> We see them every like three months. Um, yeah, it's been really hard. And I think there have been like spurts in my, you know, in the way that is like having a YouTube career where I was like super dedicated. I'm like twice a week. We're posting twice a week and it's like going great. And, you know, you see the growth on your channel. You see all the people interacting. But then you realize like, oh, I'm so tired and run down that like yeah. I don't even know is what it I would – worth it? Because right. you don't have any time to do anything else. Yeah. And then like I – I mean I think you probably relate. But like part of the magic of like what – like the reason why I think people like our content, not the only reason but one big reason, is that it feels original and fresh and 
and it's like influenced by other people being in it and like, you know, feeling like you have a life. Mm-hmm. And when your life is YouTube, it gets hella meta. Yeah. And it just it's a it gets so confusing. recipe for disaster. Right. And I, I just remember so many times being like, yeah, all the best comedy stuff that I've done on my YouTube channel came from like working somewhere and like ta- having a conversation with somebody or like going to dinner with a friend. And so it is hard to like, you know, make those kinds of sacrifices because I do think it helps in the long run in terms of creativity. Because you're drawing inspiration from real life, which yes. is relatable exactly. to people. I think something, especially with vlogging, yes. is you get so in a cycle mm-hmm. of waking up, grabbing your camera and just filming whatever comes at you yeah. that it becomes, you know, like what I said, a meta mess and you're yeah. not going out of your way and creating, yes. which can get to you. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who loves that process of what am I going to do today? I want it to – I want to think of an idea right. and do it. Yeah. Someone who – I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, you know, cool. He says document, not create. Yeah. But I think I think that philosophy is mm-hmm. good for like the businessman or woman yes. who has a filmer right. and wants to show like the behind the scenes of their life, right. but they're not responsible for it. Right. I think – us as creators, yes. I feel like it's our duty to uh, – duty. To, <laughs> you said duty. <laughs> to take something from real life yes. and create something inspiring or entertaining right. from it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that like, you know, those are the really human moments is when you see somebody and you're like, oh my God, like they're out on the street, some crazy thing happens. Yeah. Now they're getting footage of it, but like your take on it is so much better. And it's like if you're editing all day or you're like, you know – beating yourself up about something that went wrong. And so you're like like defensively responding to comments. Like you just lose so Mm -hmm. much of that. And so part of the reason why, like I always have wanted to vlog. I always have. I think it's so cool that you do it. And like, I, I worry that I don't leave my house enough. (laughs) (laughs) Like objectively, like people are like, you're a shut in and like a hoarder. (laughs) I don't want to watch this. It's Honestly, I feel that I, Okay, most of the time when I go outside and be social is for a video. To be honest, I got done with traveling for a month and a half and I haven't left my apartment until this moment. It's nice. It's really nice to stay at home. It's cold. (laughs) Especially in New York. It's so cold. Yeah. It is. Um, (laughs) And it also feels like it's a waste of energy if you're like not documenting it. You know what I mean? Like it creates this weird thing where it's like, is life real if you're not (laughs) – like taking pictures for your Instagram because like yeah. I only want to go to events where I'm like that's a good picture for my Instagram. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Is that something you're okay with? Because me, I'm very much so self-aware of the world we live in, and I understand that I am a content creator for my job. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah, it's fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind like going on a vacation. Yeah, where you're supposed to like unplug. Yeah, that's but the you're popular, actually. But I'm actually like documenting everything, right. and it's fun for me. Yeah. and that's almost more of a, a vacation where maybe I don't edit. Right, but I'm still filming. Yeah, like and, you're getting all the footage because exactly. like you're still experiencing it. Yeah, because that's super fun. So do you have? A thing, because I feel like in the news every day, there's a, yeah. there's something about, oh, teenagers are dying because they're on their cell phone too much. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's just not real. I mean, <laughs> literally, like, if any other time period had, like, the technology to not stare and talk at their parents all day, they would have used it. Like, or read newspapers. Amen. Their, their heads were down, Exactly. Too. Yeah, there were so many things. I mean, I feel like, you know... I, I think that the reason why I enjoy video and I I love, you know, Instagram is because I am a very visual person. I think, I mean, our, our generation's pretty <laughs> like visual. Yeah. We that's how we learned, but like I 
I think that, you know, designing things with the explicit purpose of like, people will post this isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Like I, even when I'm decorating my apartment, I'm like, if I don't ever want to see this, like if I don't want to see this in a picture, then it's not good enough to be, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you don't want a bunch of crap. So I like it. I, I do also enjoy though, like there are very specific things in society where like you still can't really be on your phone or like documenting stuff where it's like you're at a movie and I'm like, that's fine. I'll go to a movie if I really want to be like that person or like take a walk around the block. But my phone's great. Like (laughs) It's really good. We have a great relationship. Yeah. Like if if it was really like you could go out in nature for a hundred days or you could like have unlimited like the fastest Wi-Fi, I'd be like, ooh. Imagine how much I could create. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, will the earth still be there after the hundred days? <laughs> Great. Well, that's part of the excitement too, is that you get to share it with people, right? And you create you whether you have a hundred followers or a hundred thousand followers. Yes. You get to see the feedback. You're mm-hmm. you're living life with way more people than ever before, which is crazy. Um, although. <laughs> I feel like there's a stat where it's like you you can only have 150 true connections or something. Ooh. I don't know. I read an art. Like, I'm, I'm like, read, but I'm friends I with read, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I read so much stuff and it just goes like through one ear. Yeah. I, no, just, I just remember headlines. Literally same. I'm which like, is very bad for like podcasting because yes. then people are going to be like, oh, I heard on the creative exchange that XYZ and yeah. it's just completely false. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, I heard that. And, I, and honestly, my first thought was I don't have yeah. i feel like i don't have 150 true connections oh no i feel like i, I have, have so like, yeah so many <laughs> like internet 12? friends yeah, i know right <laughs> 12 no, to 40 yeah would you consider yourself an introvert even though because you oh, you're yeah. a very animated person yes i i think we like are on the same level yeah. in terms of when we're places yes we're it's it's in lit it, yeah it's fun exactly we can be we around can be people loud, we can we meet can, people exactly we can meet people but then we need that time alone so mm-hmm. like i recharge by being alone and yes. that's why i'm so good at sitting down and editing for 12 hours yes. so would you consider yourself like a introvert extrovert ambivert that's yeah like i definitely between. think that i'm for sure an ambivert because that there are those days where like i i don't know i'm one of those creatures that just like loves being home in in my own company but I do like recharge sometimes by getting out. Like, and it does right. feel like a struggle sometimes where my friend's like, come on, it's gonna be so fun. I'm like, is it like, <laughs> is it though? Is it gonna like, is there food? <laughs> is there a place to sit? <laughs> like, is it my house? Like, that's really right. the question. Right. <laughs> do you have any Netflix shows that have oh. your attention right now? I mean, okay. So this is like a multi tiered question because like, I, there are shows that I'm watching now, but then they're also like my You rewatch? Phase. Yeah, I rewatch Bojack Horseman. Every I've heard other so much month. about that show. It's excellent. It is uh, everything I'll, I'll to it me. <laughs> it's so good. They made a joke about uh, BoJack Horseman on Atlanta last week, and I was wow. like, "That is like my two favorite shows." I can't together. watch Atlanta because I don't have cable. Oh, so <laughs> it's fine. I'm like, shout out to Optimum. Uh, Get yeah. this girl some cable. <laughs> Oh, I listen to Childish Gambino. That will up. be my contribution. I mean, he's so he's so everything yeah he's doing everything yeah. how do you be in star wars and then and the have lion your king. own show at lion king yeah he's cast as simba in the live action lion king opposite beyonce next year okay <laughs> we're done talking about donald yeah Glover, exactly actually. i'm like so <laughs> you know remember when i felt good about myself remember when i told you that these workout pants are literally i didn't work out today it's just a that's who i am it's the aesthetic exactly i'm the opposite of yeah. donald <laughs> 
He worked out today. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh my gosh! So BoJack Horseman, Ooh. Atlanta. Yeah. Um. On Netflix, like, what have I been watching a lot of? Ooh. I mean, they have so many new shows all the time now. I just it's binge watch Love. So- okay. Which I I see that don't on my love. feed, but okay, yeah. <laughs> it's just not for me. I mean, I literally I watch it because Judd Apatow is like you know comedy royalty, and mm-hmm. I'm like I should at least know what's out there. You know right. what's getting bought. Right. Um. But I'm just like. You know, it was fine. It was like a cool three seasons. They ended it. And I think that they were like ready to be done with the show. Um, I watched Jessica Jones, which was great. I loved it. Yeah. I was I slept on the first season for like a year and a half. Girl. Like I didn't realize that it was a thing to care Honestly, about. Honestly, I kind of like the second season more. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, no spoilers. But <laughs> I think the the arc of the story was so interesting yeah. because in the first half you didn't even know who that real villain was. Right. You know, so they were like solving these things. and But you didn't have, because I feel like usually how shows go, like 13 episode shows, you kind of get introduced to the villain. You know, yeah. yeah, You know, (laughs) and then they start it. But it was so interesting how there was kind of all of these like different tree limbs. Yeah, like endless suspense. It was so good. I liked it a lot. Do you like Marvel stuff? Uh, Black Panther? Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw it. So I saw it with Casey. You saw it with Casey. Yeah, I know. Casey (laughs) Neistat. Squad. She's better friends uh, with Casey than I am. Oh, my goodness. It's fine. Casey, if you're listening to this, I know you're not. I need to come visit your office. I still haven't been in his office. He's right downstairs. He's literally downstairs. He's probably there right now. We should go crash his we office. We should absolutely yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we should do that. I would feel so much better with you here. Yeah, I would do it. I would do it cool. so quickly. And he'd be mm-hmm. like, no, selfies. <laughs> I know, right? I'd be like, call the police. police. Yes. <laughs> like a dog just starts chasing us. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. What were we talking about? Black Panther. <laughs> yes, I saw it with Casey. Yeah. And I saw it again a week later because I had already mm-hmm. bought tickets before I knew that we were going to go. And... I mean, I don't know if there was like a better time, but I like mm-hmm. the first time I was so excited that I feel like I missed a lot. Yeah. The second time I was like, oh, this is like a great film. Like mm-hmm. this is like, I, I love The Dark Knight. I quote it almost every day. People think I'm crazy, but I'm like, it is, it is like the movie of our generation. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm referencing when I reference The Dark Knight, like any part of it. Um, but like, I feel like it's like on that level mm-hmm. where it's like, I mean, obviously totally different villains, totally different like storylines, but like the storytelling just feels mm-hmm. so strong and important. And like, I don't know, you're weighing like truth versus evil versus yeah. love versus like There's so virtue. Many. And I'm exactly. like, this is so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised by, I forgot her name in the movie and I forgot her uh, name in real life. Ooh. She was the sister. Oh, Shuri. Is she, she Letitia Wright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. was so surprising mm-hmm. to me. I left that movie like being like, how do I become friends with yeah, her? Yeah, she's cool. Where as can I watch other stuff of her? Have you seen her in Black Mirror? Final episode of the newest season. <laughs> <laughs> she's excellent in that episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Excellent. Wait, what episode was uh, that? It's Black Museum. The one where she's oh like, Oh my god, I haven't no, I haven't watched that oh, one it's yet. It's so good. It's actually I mean, here's the thing. It's it's a. Uh, it's controversial. I mean, yeah. people don't hate it. No one okay. hates it, but people are like, is it the best? I would say. Well, what are your thoughts on it? Give me like the premise. Okay. Well, the premise Black is. Black Museum, I mean. Right. I'm assuming. It's interesting. So it's yeah. basically like her character um, like has to, fill, she has to charge her car in the future. And so like it takes like two hours and she's out in the desert. So she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll wander over to this museum. She goes in and it's like this weird like sort of. Um, compilation episode of like different Black Mirror things. So it's just like here, like there's a lot of um, 
like Easter eggs about other episodes you've already seen. So it's like really cool, but it's like the stuff that like, yeah. And it's like three small stories, but then it like all gets wrapped up and she's not who she says she is. And it's like, good. Like it's one of those episodes where at the end you actually feel good. (laughs) Uh, Besides that one where the person just murders everyone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That one really hurt my, like, oof. Crocodile. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Hang the DJ, but also I felt good at the end. I liked that one. (laughs) That was really good. Honestly, I felt so torn apart when when the couple was apart. I was like, when are they going to be together? Yeah. I'm like, this is my life. I'm stuck in the simulation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we'll stop ruining Black Mirror for you guys. But that's a really good podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the other questions were literally unrelated. But speaking of Netflix, mm-hmm. I think as a person yeah. who's a writer mm-hmm. and, you know, developing shows and yes. stuff, that is that kind of like a North Star for I, you? Yeah, which I think is interesting because as like recent as five years ago, people would have been like, oh, you want something on Netflix? And now it's like, yes, you absolutely want something yeah, on Netflix. For, forget HGTV or <laughs> HBO. Right. Or, well, HBO has its own thing. They're yeah, good. they got some HBO good stuff. is good. Yeah. You um, know, Game of Thrones but, can't be beat. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally cannot uh, recall yeah. real TV networks. <laughs> It's been that long. It's been that long. MTV. Yeah. Showtime. VH1. <laughs> ABC. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like I've been, I've had a taste of this, but once you get into filmmaking yes. or you have a spotlight on you in some way, mm-hmm. somehow you end up in a conference room in freaking like yes. LA talking to execs about <laughs> yep. pitching a show. Always. Like, and, and it's always like a talking point yes. at a party too. Yes. And at some point, like, we get it. Yes. Everyone's in those things. Everyone's trying Mm -hmm. to pitch TV. Exactly. Everybody wants it. Yeah. Um, But I had a realization once, like, paperwork started to get involved. Yeah. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, there's so many, in in terms of, like, mainstream TV, there's so many things to it where you're giving of your life for literally nothing. Yeah. And then you're pursuing something that I believe is on its way down yeah. in terms of traditional right. TV. So now you look at these Netflix mm-hmm. and Amazon. Hulu, HBO, yeah. Amazon. There's so much opportunity out there for mm-hmm. content creators. I think it is the coolest time to be alive yeah. if you have a story to tell. I agree. So is that – yeah. Like yeah. what's – what do you want? What is the right? – What's the like, end game? Yeah. What is it? Are you I mean, inspired by Issa Rae? I think Issa Rae is the coolest. Yeah. She's so cool. I got to interview her. Yeah. She's super cool. She's dope. I mean, I think that like, yeah, like she and, she you know. She went to YouTube to, was it HBO? Yeah, HBO. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Jay-Z music video with Beyonce. It's fine. Like, it's totally fine. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm not jealous of everyone. Um, But like, yeah, she's great. I feel like, like the time period when she was coming up with like Lena Dunham, who had written and like starred in her own show and uh, Rachel Bloom, who does Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, like there's just this cool resurgence of people. And like, I mean, you know, in the middle of my sentence, I'll just back up. But like Rachel Bloom has a great YouTube channel that like no one knows about. She makes these amazing. And she she posts crazy ex-girlfriend clips yes. on that YouTube channel. Yeah. But then there's like a whole catalog of different stuff. And those old music videos that are still good. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I steal pets. Look it up. It's okay. funny. It's so funny. <laughs> like she, you could see all of the bones of what she was going to make one mm-hmm. day. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I want to do that. I want to write movies. I don't know if I want to be in the movies, but I would love to write them. Mm-hmm. I like love romantic comedies and I feel like the reason why they've sort of died is because, you know, the internet's here and we like, we can, want realism. Yeah. We want like, but, yeah. And like our love stories are a little bit different where it's like, mm-hmm. 
you know, if, if it involves the internet for most of it, like how do you make the internet compelling on screen? Right. Like it, I think that there's a lot of stuff that like hasn't been discovered yet that like I hope to do in my shows, yeah. but I think that like people are just struggling to tell those stories. And I think it's, I think it's, it, it's going to come back, but like those Netflixes, those like, you know, Amazon, like those are the places where people who don't necessarily have, um, like they don't know people in Hollywood. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, related to someone. They haven't mm-hmm. written on 20 shows, but they have like a strong voice and people love their content. You know, those are the people who get a break there. And mm-hmm. I feel like Netflix is great because you'll watch anything. Like people just want stuff to watch. And it's exactly. like, I'm happy and to once keep watching. <laughs> a little buzz starts. Yes. Um, you know, that's when I remember the first time I ever heard about Stranger Things from yeah. a friend. And I, I hadn't heard, like, the internet wasn't talking about it. Was it was just me. Anything. I'm telling you. Yeah. I am yeah. like, that's the one thing I'm a hipster about is Stranger maybe, Things. Dude, maybe, maybe it was. If you go all the way back. Because I follow you on Twitter, <laughs> you know? Like, I was, so when it came out, not super interesting the story, but I was recovering from, like, a liver surgery thing. So I was just on the couch. My mom was sitting there. And I was like, there's this new show. You want to watch it? We watched all of it. And like, I was tweeting all day. I'm like, the soundtrack's amazing. This show's so good. I got two likes. Three months later, it was the biggest show on earth. And I'm like, you guys are sleeping on me. It's all you? <laughs> it was me. It's you know, Millie Bobby you? Brown, you could yeah. say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's never going to thank me. And that's fine. Like, <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know what your future holds. Right? Maybe I'll Netflix, meet her one day you know, and she'll be gonna, like. You're going to write the next hit. Yes. You, you know, know, I'd like to think so. Maybe she'll be in it as 11. <laughs> Maybe it's just Stranger Things season three. <laughs> Who knows? Dream big. Dream yeah, big. Yeah, dream so I big. I love that. I don't have any experience with scripted content. Yeah. I hate writing, but it's I understand it's... <laughs> I, th- I want you to know value. that everyone hates writing. Like, even people who write, who write? professionally, okay. it is isolating. It is tedious. The thoughts come faster than, like, your fingers can write it. And you're just like, what am I doing? Like, what? why can't my brain just make a movie? <laughs> so, no, I want to I wanna talk about that. For those people out there who they're stuck with a pen and a blank piece of paper, mm-hmm. what – let's start with just, like, what is your process like? Because oh, yeah. you just – Wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. So how how long was it from the start of I want to write a book to actually sitting down, like having a first draft? Yeah. Oh, it was a very long time. My editor would have been happy to have it maybe two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, my internet presence has risen astronomically since mm-hmm. then. So I think they're fine. They're chilling. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was mostly just like, you know, having a lot of meetings and being like, what is, what's your story? And I'm, it's so funny when you are confident about what you want to write about, but then you sit down to do it. And then you're like, am I interesting? Are any mm. of my stories funny? Like, why did I think that I could tell these stories and people would care? That's self-doubt. Yeah. It's like it, it runs deep, especially when you're like in a dark room by yourself with a blank. <laughs> <laughs> like it is sad. It gets real bleak. There are lots of crumbs on my couch. Um, well, you better watch out for those mice. Yeah. But if there's crumbs. Exactly. That's if how they crumbs. get in. <laughs> it's right. That's right. If there's heat, there's a fire. If there's crumbs, there's a mice. Um, but like, yeah, I I think what it really comes down to is like the I really found – um, my footing in the past like three months with mm-hmm. finishing it up. Like I went from like very slowly like starting a chapter and walking away for a month to wow. being like, I just need to finish this. Like what am I waiting for? And the way that I kind of got over that hurdle, and it's still a hurdle. Like the first half an hour is me staring at the like Google Doc and being like, I could fake my own death. <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting the money back. I'm going to fake my own death. Um, but like, after you decide you can't do that, it's not fiscally responsible to fake your own death. Um, then you realize that like all you have to do 
is right. And like, don't judge what you're writing. Like mm-hmm. I have an editor. I'm sure like I've gotten some notes back and like sometimes I'm more extensive than I would like, <laughs> but like, just get the words out mm-hmm. because they're not going to want to sell a book that sucks. You're not going to like stand for it, but the act of writing it, like once you have it out, then you're like, okay, this is what I don't like about it. Like, it's a lot easier to write a book after you've written a book, you mm-hmm. know? So like, just write it. Mm-hmm. So That's I don't know. good. That's good. I mean, how so did it take three years, four years? Ooh, five it was years? a no. <laughs> I think, let's see, it would have been 25th, 15th, okay, 2015. Okay. That was bad. like the longest, like me doing math. I'm like, mm. it was 2015 and like September. So coming That's up exciting. on three years this September. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, in my defense, I was like, I had that surgery. So I was like kind of out for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when you have like a weird major surgery you the things that you cared about kind of change in a mm-hmm. lot of ways and i feel like a lot of the stuff that i've written up until that point i got rid of like i just was like mm-hmm. well that's not relevant like that's not how i feel anymore because you think about life differently when you're right. like oh no i'm sick like <laughs> yeah was that surgery kind of like life or death serious i mean how serious yeah. was that so i mean i'll give you cliff notes because like you know but it basically i had like a liver tumor that was benign it wasn't mm-hmm. cancer but it was like huge and so i just kept getting sicker and sicker like the symptoms were anything from like just complete lethargy to like like weird tingles and rashes and mm-hmm. like then i like had like an embolism one time so i had to like rush to the hospital like it was it just kept progressing in that way and so it was a lot of going in and out of just hospitals because they're like, you're young. It's a major surgery. You don't want to do it. Like, there's got to be something we can do. It's benign. You'll be fine. And I was finally like, I can't live like this. Like, I'm not working because every other day I'm in the hospital. And then you keep me here for a week. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's just too much. Um, and so in that time, it was just like, it felt life or death. Like, I, I don't know if I was ever going to die, but my health was deteriorating for a long time. And so I was just like. And it disrupts everything. Yeah. And it can happen so randomly. Like, I mean, I, this isn't my story to tell, but Hannah Witten's been very open about having like a mm-hmm. lot of stomach issues and then having to get a stoma recently and like having her colon removed. And I just like seeing the change in her content. I'm like, I relate to this so hard mm-hmm. where it's like, it's hard to care about like things that don't seem super important after something like that. But like, it's not that I don't enjoy things anymore, but it's like, oh, if I want to make something, I want to be good, you know? And I, I want to talk about things that I think will matter to me in five months, in six months, in a year. So, you know, it does, it, it always feels like the end of the world. Especially during times like that. Though. Yeah. I mean, and so it's kind of like, okay, how can you have those moments in your life quite regularly where you're not having to go to right. the hospital, yeah. but you're having those self-realizations of, Right. like, I'm a unique person. Yes. You only have one life to yes. live. What do I want to put out there that's worth putting out there? Right. And it's hard because in this clickbait world yeah. we live in, it's very easy to get into frivolous things yeah. that just really don't matter. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's, like, I guess one of my critiques of, like, so much content being on Earth, like, I, I love it when I love it. But, like, when it's just filler, you're like, ah, no. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, I think if everyone had the sort of mandate that I think that you and Casey and other people who are putting out regular content, but it's, like, it's at a higher quality. You know that you're at a higher <laughs> Like, look at it. We have multiple cameras. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hello. Um, <laughs> but it's, like – you realize the value of your time and what you're putting out into the world because it's not unlimited, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you would love to have an extra 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I I don't know. I think that that really came into focus for me. And so that's 
that's what I'm trying to focus on now was like, just make the best thing. That's good. And something that I'm trying to be better at is putting structure on the things that I've been doing for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. I love YouTube. I'm always going to be YouTubing. But you always, (laughs) it's fun. It's cool. Sometimes it's not fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, just creating more of a structure around it to where it's just not your entire life. Right. Because once something becomes your job, sometimes it is a little mundane. Sometimes you do want to go out and like try something different yeah. and YouTube can become your entire life. Right. But I feel like that's something you've been good about yes. though is kind of just being putting everywhere. yourself <laughs> yeah, in other places. Yeah. And recently you did a tour? Yes. Like a podcast tour? I did or, like, do a tell podcast me about tour. that. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you all are familiar with Crooked Media, but they do Pod uh, Save America, Pod Save the World. They're like top 10 every week. Yeah. They're incredible. I, I love those guys. I feel like they just, they're like so cool. Like I just want to, I'm like being around you makes me feel like I'm part of the cool kids. <laughs> um, you are a cool kid. You know, you I'm like. all right. I'm wearing, again. <laughs> I like that's the exact same gesture every time, too. For the people just listening to the audio, that's Akila putting her. Please explain the gorgeous leggings you're wearing. Thank you. They were on sale online and they are workout leggings. They are, for me, they are fashion leggings. Yeah, splashes of pink and purple. White, purple. Guys, she's working it. I look like a superhero, (laughs) but I didn't leave my couch most of the day. I love it. So Pod Save America. Yes. They like, did a tour. They did a tour. Um, and it was specifically for Love It or Leave It, which is John Lovett's podcast. He's one of the three guys who regularly do Pod Save America, though. And so he just asked, he's like, do you want to go on like a, a West Coast tour with us? And I'm like, yeah. So we started in Portland. And then we went to Seattle. And then we were in San Francisco. And I had been to Portland and Seattle, but just like not for a long time. And then I'd never been to San Francisco, but it was great. And I think live shows for podcasts are like, you know, I, cool? I'm not pressuring you, but I think that's Should we it's go live? You should have a weekly live show. <laughs> Whoa, that's That'd scary. Be dope. It's I've, cool. I've never my extent with live stuff is um eighth grade uh theater. <laughs> Hey. When I was in a play, Ooh. and I was the town fool. <laughs> so. Your face, you're like great. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, no, not a princess, not a town person. How about the fool? He's like, you you the can fool? juggle. <laughs> Honestly, they, oh, yeah, at least you can juggle. Yeah. I can't, and yeah. it's shameful. It's like two things is too much. One is. It's risky. One is enough, you know, <laughs> honestly, and it, it's I'm very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in elementary school, we had stations yeah. and gym Ooh. and juggling was one of the stations. I took it so seriously. <laughs> and so you would start with uh, the like wispy handkerchief oh, things. Oh, yeah. So you, you have a little bit more time. With that. And yeah. then you would learn how to juggle with beanbags mm-hmm. and then tennis balls. Wow. So they low key trained up an entire class of students of jugglers. <laughs> yeah, like you all actually like yeah. it might have been a clown econ- academy. You didn't know <laughs> exactly. You know, um, but what would you do on the tour? Yeah, um, so I was just like his guest host there at the whole way. Uh, so he's really great at hosting, and he always has a panel of three people. And so I was just one of the panel, and every stop it was like I mean just really impressive people who 
I don't know. I think that's something that was really exciting and something that's exciting about YouTube and podcasts and everything is that it's it doesn't have to be in New York or LA. Like mm -hmm. there is the opportunity of being interesting and great and having a full life <laughs> in like wherever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think that for a long time, I didn't know that that was possible. And being in some a place like Seattle where people are like, I'm on the cover of like the Seattle magazine and like wow. everybody in the audience is like screaming for me and I'm a big deal here. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I... I don't know. I think a lot of places are neglected. Hmm. Um, and so that was cool. And also just like, yeah, he's got crazy fans. Like he, really? they love him. They have like, like it's like Rocky Horror. Like they like have call lines. They know what to say. <laughs> they wear the merch to the show. I'm like, this is great. I love it. That's so cool. And I think that is true for whatever you're doing in life, if you're doing something creative, I think there's so many niches out there yes. that you can really be a part of and champion. You don't have to have a million subscribers on yeah. YouTube to... I definitely don't. <laughs> well, I, I'm like, girl, it, tell it. Like, <laughs> I'm out where, here where, living. No, where, where are you at? <laughs> you too can wear sweatpants to a <laughs> And be successful. It's all possible. I love it. No, where are you at? I'm uh, like 164. Okay, okay. Like but that's something I do want to talk about yeah. is I feel like you do the most with what you have yeah. and you make a dope living off of yeah. it, you know? And so you have found your things, you've found your niche and you are thriving. Girl. Yeah. So talk about a little bit because we haven't actually talked about your YouTube channel yeah. that much. Talk about some of the uh, stuff that you do make, yes. what topics you cover. Yeah. And yeah, first talk about that and then. Oh, no worries. Whatever. So my YouTube channel sort of runs the gamut. It's a lot of sketch comedy and then a lot of social commentary, which like, you know, take it or leave it. I know we don't all have a lot of the same opinions. Yeah. I uh, Well, social commentary on YouTube is very hard. Yeah. Because Twitter, you're in your bubble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like. <laughs> it's, it's rough. Did I leave the planet? Exactly. I'm like, where are we? Why are you so mean? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I do a lot of that stuff. Uh, I talk about like being in my 20s and dating and being in New York and like. I don't know, being bad at things or being good at things and mm -hmm. all that stuff. I'm pretty sure I just quoted perfectly my like channel. <laughs> so, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I do that stuff. And um, yeah, my like, I feel like my YouTube, I am this weird anomaly on the platform where like people are always like, just got to get more subscribers and like post more consistently. And like, that's how you make the money. And I'm like, I think it really does come down to like being good at what you're good at. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to have a million subscribers. And like, that doesn't weigh on me at all. Like, good. Yeah. honestly, I, and like, this sounds like a hater thing to say. So let me just like preface, I'm not being a hater. Like if you have millions of subscribers, I'm happy for you. Like I truly am like Casey, like I'm not stomping on the floor. Like, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> you're fine. Um, I just feel like though, that like a lot of it, a lot of people I know who have millions of subscribers, uh, feel and like they would never say this on the things that they're making but a lot of them feel like they've sold their soul for that number you know what i mean where like they have to they're beholden to the audience they have to make certain types of content right they can never branch out because it won't do well and if it doesn't do well they can't make money and so it's like you know that is a real fear is like being pigeonholed i have i'm the least decisive person i've like every month i'm like we're changing the theme like i yeah. mean i just got an instagram theme but like everything else <laughs> in my life i'm like we're gonna do something different and a lot of times it just flops like mm -hmm. i tried to do new york vlogging last year like mm -hmm. i tried to do a video every week that was like me out and about doing something that's specifically new york and like it just wasn't what people wanted from me mm -hmm. and so i feel like i've found this weird space where it's like as long as i'm being honest and like my opinionated self People get it and like the people who love it, love it. And that's all that really matters. And 
honestly, I get really good brand deals. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's way more money. So like, <laughs> I'm chilling. Like, yeah, and I think there's this weird thing with YouTube and making videos where when you tell someone else that you're a YouTuber or yes. you do YouTube or you know you say whatever. I mean, when you get in an Uber yes. and they ask you what you do, what do you say? I always say I do a lot of things. Okay. Because I used to say I do YouTube. And one time I What's met a guy. What's the first question that people ask? Oh, my God. So, like, you make money doing that? Yeah. <laughs> Every time. How do you make money with that? And Uber, they're, they're the little entrepreneurial yeah, people. Exactly. They're, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. how do you make uh, money? And you end up giving them an entire, like, consultation. Exactly. On, like, marketing and yes. YouTube and stuff. Exactly. I'm like, this is how you make a living on YouTube. I brought you a packet. Yeah. Also, you just passed my house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I guess I can walk the extra 10 steps, but fine. Um, yeah, it's like it. there is this whole – it's funny how, like, I think people are so interested in YouTube and it, like, does seem like this enigma and people want to be a part of it, but it seems like every year people are like, it's too late to get into YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a year later, there's new people there's at the top. There's still the Peter McKinnons of right. the world. People just show up and, like, yeah. drive. And um, I think that that's really cool. But, like, for me, I'm just – I don't know. <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> well, the, okay. So making money on YouTube. Yes. It's just this weird thing. And yeah. I think a lot of people- Think who, there's only one way. Exactly. And honestly, a lot of people at the top who've been doing it and have been getting crazy numbers, yes. sometimes they find themselves at the mercy of Google. Yes. And their only income is AdSense, yeah. which if you're not aware of that, that's just you know the pre-roll ads that they play on the video. You mm-hmm. get a cut, Google gets a cut. And when you find yourself- Yes and your only stream is from YouTube that is up and down. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they have no idea what they're doing. I feel like 50% of the time, it it really does make you a slave to the platform. Right. And so I think something that both of us Mm -hmm. have found is, okay, we make good videos. So we can have that direction behind the camera. We can be the on-camera talent. Yes. And we can make things happen Mm -hmm. to where – if we weren't the on-camera personality, mm-hmm. we might still get hired to make like a recap video for exactly. an event or something. Exactly. So we have those combined things and it's we've kind of found this route of, oh, yeah. companies now want everything in one package. Yes, absolutely. They want the video. Mm-hmm. They want the on-camera personality. Yes, they want and a they, really good photo of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want that Instagram mm-hmm. and then they want the distribution. Absolutely. And now we can go to people and even, you know, Maybe we don't have the craziest numbers, yeah. but 20, 30, 40,000 views mm-hmm. on a recap video of a film festival yeah. is huge. way more yeah. than what they would get posting on their Facebook. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think that, you know, the value – people need to understand that the value isn't always in the numbers. Yes. Like those numbers – I mean uh, – I don't I know people who have way more subscribers than me who are struggling and I'm like that's because you know the platform is tumultuous and you never know <laughs> like week to week they're like we changed the algorithm so now kids don't see your videos and they're like that's my entire life <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> so it's just like yeah you have to diversify your income you have to be smart like I think that there's you know it's very romantic to think like I'm just gonna go on YouTube and make a bunch of money but I'm like yeah the, there were people on Vine who were very funny and great mm-hmm. who didn't jump to YouTube and the people who did jump to YouTube had 10 million subscribers automatically <laughs> And people who didn't are doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be very aware of the climate. Mm-hmm. And when you're so dependent on one thing, it's dangerous and it's scary. Right. And, you know, if YouTube was not existent tomorrow, yeah. I think we would still find a way to make good videos Absolutely. for people who need them. Mm-hmm. And 
in terms of companies, people who have products, mm -hmm. I think a lot of companies are just looking for people that have a good personality. Yes. They can tell a story. Yes. They can connect with an audience mm -hmm. and also can make a video. And once you have that, they can post like – Maybe you only have a thousand followers on Facebook. Right. You could post that video to your Facebook. Right. That company can put like thousand, you know, five thousand dollars ad spend behind, yeah, behind it, it. Yeah. and they could sell like five hundred thousand dollars. Exactly, product. which they like never would have done without. So you. it is a brave new world out mm -hmm. there. There are so many ways to market and get your product out. And as a content creator, I still feel like it is like the golden age. Yes. Oh us. yeah. I, I think. I mean, yeah. I think that this is such a cool time. Mm -hmm. Like. Hollywood, what, has been a thing since 1915. Like, that was the first huge feature film. So I feel like, yeah. We're, it's, we're, it's, it's, about, it's about time to get a little disruptive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time. And also, like, give a, we should give the platform time. Like, the fact that we think that it should be at a level that Hollywood is, it's like, I mean, they had a 100-year head start. <laughs> That's a good point. We weren't alive when they started. That's a like, good point, though, mm -hmm. and having that patience. Yeah. What do you think about now mainstream stars coming on the platform? Have you been watching Will Smith's vlogs? I mean, I haven't seen his vlogs, but I have been They're watching good. his Instagrams. Okay. He's great. He's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's the thing. Like, there are some celebrities who could have just, like, aged out and, like, fallen off by the wayside um, because that's just the way it used to be. Like, mm -hmm. once Hollywood doesn't think you're desirable, they get rid of you. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, like, I don't know if Will Smith is like – I don't really see his movies anymore. <laughs> Not for any specific reason. Like, I'm sure he's great. Um, but, like <laughs> – being able to see a personality side, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember why I like this guy. He's mm -hmm. so great. And I think he's a rare person who's in Hollywood who actually feels like they can be authentic on camera. And that's why it's so good to watch because there are a lot of yeah. people who are and trying right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you're like you're trying to sell me a commercial right now. And all I want yeah. is to like hang out with you. Exactly. And that's what's so cool about these platforms is you have that feeling that you're their friend. Yes. And uh, I think Reese Witherspoon recently yeah. started stuff. And it's it's just getting more and more. And half of me is like, this is ours. Step back. But the <laughs> yeah, other I get scared. Half, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now I have to get like laser surgery. <laughs> it's too late I for to me. change my bag. Exactly. Um, oh my god! I'm like I never hated my nose until now. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Oh I just god. get worried. You know they're too beautiful. Stop, stop. But the best part about these platforms is you get to be authentic. You yes. know, so I think the celebrities who can do that and be humble enough yes. to start a YouTube channel with zero subscribers, yes. I think that's the hardest thing. Is they're used to everyone knowing who they yeah. are having everyone's support, having mm -hmm. those numbers. But then when it comes to social media, oh, Reese Witherspoon starts a YouTube channel mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, an interview with Oprah has like 4,000 views. Yeah. What? Yeah. So you have to be humble. <laughs> if I got Oprah on my channel, come on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Game over. <laughs> 10 <Yeah>. million views. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have to be like humble enough and aware enough to like understand, okay, this is a different ball game. Yes. Uh, what do I need to do to be successful mm -hmm. in this and be able to like start at zero. Yeah. To the people out there who are starting at zero, not the Reese Witherspoons of the world, <laughs> but, you know, the people who maybe watch our videos, mm -hmm. who are fans, and I think we attract a creative audience. Yeah. So there's probably that yearning of, ah, oh, I want to direct that Hollywood movie yes. or I want to start that YouTube channel. But they're kind of at where you were maybe like starting in college. Yes. Where they had these hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. But they didn't know how to achieve them. Yeah, there was I mean, like no idea. Yeah. I mean, what's maybe like an antidote yeah. or some advice that you would give them? Okay. So here's my biggest advice and people hate it. So Ooh. get prepared to get mad. I'm ready. My advice is make 100 videos. Wow. And like don't even care about the numbers. But like you're not going to make anything that feels like you 
it, I didn't make a video that felt like something that I really believed. Like there were a few things I thought were funny and like hokey and goofy, but like not something that felt like this is me. And like when I put it out, I'm proud of it. And like people get it on a different level than just like, ha, she made a joke. Um, until I made like 113 videos. And I honestly believe it takes making videos and failing and having things that you don't like and having people leave comments. Like you have to just build a backbone of like, you know what? It has to be for me. And it's definitely for you mm. after 100 videos. You know what I mean? Like That's so good. It's I feel like after, you know, the first five, you're like, oh, why does anybody like it? And then by 100, you're like, who cares? <laughs> and you have to have that determination to stick it out. Yes. Because a lot of people believe the overnight success thing, yeah, which, which is, is the biggest load of It's just, just not garbage. true. It's, it's wild. It's not. And I think that's what's so cool about YouTube or other platforms is you really do see the journey yes. if you leave your videos yes. up in public. Yes. <laughs> I definitely unlisted <laughs> you know? some old – I still have them. You can still see where all I came of my from. Crap, man. It's bad. There's one that's literally 30 seconds long where I'm just like, I wish someone would come crack my back. <laughs> Like there's one where I just dyed my hair and I'm like, it's black now. And I'm like in college and I look so skinny and weird. <laughs> like it's such a weird time. And I'm like, yeah, these don't have to exist. But like, I'm, I'm glad. But it shows the journey. And I think that's something that's really powerful if you're youngish yeah. and you're in high school or mm -hmm. maybe even middle school. The one thing that you do have that you probably don't think you have is time. Yes. I pro like, yes, I took the AP classes, guys. Yeah, you get I it. was in basketball. Mm -hmm. I, like, I was, was in. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly wasn't on the basketball team, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was at like church band practice mm -hmm. for like four days out of the week. I know what high school business yeah. is like. You feel like the world is over. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. you don't have to pay for a roof over your head, yes. hopefully. There's some people who have to hustle like no other respect. Yeah, exactly. My but, respect. Yeah. You know, there's food on the table. There's a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay for insurance. Yes. You have time. Yes. And that is the time to do everything. Yes. I mean, that's why I was so busy mm -hmm. is because I would do things and I love it, but it wouldn't really click. Yeah. I would do basketball awesome, give it my all, go to all the camps, do all the things. But the end of it, I was like, this isn't it. Yeah. I'm not going to be in the WNBA. <laughs> then it was music and then it was video. And because I was just like so about each thing, yeah. I feel like it expedited what my true passions were in Oh, life. for sure. Like, I, I mean, I feel like I fell into YouTube because I was just like, I was trying a bunch of stuff. I was always bored. Like, yeah. you know, being young, you're like, I yeah. mean, the internet's cool. And back then, like, everything was new on the internet. Like, it, there was never a time where you're like, I've seen this meme. Like, every meme was new. <laughs> so, like, I mean, there was what a lot a time happening. where I miss every it. meme Oof. was new. It was, like, real. I mean, geez, those are lyrics. <laughs> I'm like, you got a bass. Let's just get into it. Um, so deep. But, like, yeah. But I remember it took... Like I, I had a friend who was in in college, she was majoring in art. And so one of her projects was photography. So she got this really nice camera. And I remember just being like, let's just take pictures all the time. Like, let's just do stuff. So then we had the best pictures on MySpace. <laughs> like we were killing it. People were like, how are you taking these photos? And then it was just like, oh, these cameras also like the Nikon D80 or whatever, like it'll do video. Like yeah. it was such a different time. But like we just got to experiment with stuff. Like I remember I've recorded a video during finals where it was like 3 a.m. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to like lip sync to this song. Like, you know what I mean? That I think everyone has a lip syncing period. Yeah. 
Honestly, that was a big part of YouTube. It was. was that's Smosh. How- that was the first like video yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah. And it was on MySpace. Like it got linked to MySpace. No way. Mm-hmm. When they were like lip syncing to Rest Pokemon. Rest in peace, MySpace. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's how I first discovered uh, like Tessa Violet. Yes, yep. I mean, she was crushing Doing so many and like fast even. ones. Like- oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Mandalu, good. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, and they're awesome. Yeah. I love them. And that was such a, I think like good catalyst yes. into the video world for a lot of mm-hmm. us. It was this weird correlation with like music and video yes. that I know hooked me. Oh yeah. I mean, that was the beginning. I remember me. like every, I mean like this old stuff I used to watch. I used to love Garfunkel and Oates where like they would just have like a guitar and a ukulele and just like have the craziest songs that they just decided to write mm-hmm. and just recorded like on their couch with a webcam. You see them turn it on. And I just remember thinking like, I wish I had a webcam good enough just to turn it on. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Like, I was just inspired because it's like, these are just regular people doing a thing. And now, you know, they're on Comedy Central. They have their own movies and shows. And I just, I feel like that, like, there was a specific time on YouTube. And I don't think it's gone. Like, there is a spirit of creation. But I feel like people were less worried about the numbers because it was just like, people wanted to share what was funniest. People wanted to share what was the best. Like, we didn't have fans so much as like, oh my gosh, did you see this crazy video from like, you know, SNL that got posted last night about, I don't know, like, I'm on a boat. You know what I mean? Like, those sorts of things. It almost seemed like things would go way more viral oh, back yeah. in the day because I guess there was, was less more organic. stuff yeah. and it was more organic. Yeah. Do you think that it has shifted more towards, like, traditional media in terms of, oh, everyone's channel is a TV show now? I think that it's, I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily that, but I do think that, like, the cult of personality has really changed on YouTube where it was mm-hmm. like before it's like, yeah, okay, you like this person because they do this specific thing and they're like interesting and funny. But now it's like, if you don't like this person, like F you, like he's my favorite vlogger. And it's like, whoa, I never would have fought somebody about Tyler Oakley. Like I love Tyler Oakley, but I yeah. never would have been like, what'd you say about, you know what I mean? Like people take it to this whole extra level now. And I'm like, wow, like I just, like I, I find it funny because since we like interact with these people like mm-hmm. regularly, like, it just feels bizarre to see them as celebrities. Like, I still have a hard time being like, oh, it's all the same. Like, it's just, it's not to me. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much drama. Yeah. It so much thrives drama. on it. Yeah. I feel like. And, you know, even you have found yourself in the midst <laughs> yes. of drama. Always. And, and I'm not even like, I mean, you know, people who are in drama are always like, I'm not, like, I'm the least dramatic person. I'm like, maybe I'm a little dramatic. <laughs> I can admit I'm a little dramatic. I have strong opinions. <laughs> I'm also doing these claw hands now for the people who are listening. <laughs> you can't see them, but they look like claws. I just, I think though that like, yeah, it's the kind of thing where people, it's the same thing about, it's like reality TV. That's the only way I can, I'm going to say this better. It's like reality TV in that a lot of times people are watching it because the drama is so much more than their regular life. Like if you're having, I mean, like if you're in school, maybe you have a fight with like an individual and it feels really big, but it's like, oh, I can watch with my friends, somebody like- It's not Kardashian Right, like there's something about YouTube where it's like, now we can all talk about it and we can make fun of it and we can, or like we can feel better about ourselves about it Mm -hmm. or we can be like taking sides. Like it just feels, it feels- interactive in that way i don't know it's hard to describe it's mm-hmm. like i think that youtube didn't used to be that like it, it almost felt like you're talking to people more directly now like those conversations are happening more one-on-one versus around a subject so it's like i can't even make this make sense this is such a like who we are getting there i don't know if it's gonna be i don't know if it's this podcast where i figure it's, it out no I think it's, it's i mean I think it's, it's up in the air you know yeah it's this 
thing that is hard to yeah, describe. Yeah, it's hard to describe. It, it really is, but... It's like the triple axel. <laughs> <laughs> How do you describe it? How do you even describe it? Um, yeah, and I think also that people read way into things. Oh, yeah. And from the creator's perspective, I think we give so much weight yes. to things that we shouldn't. Absolutely not. Yeah, you're right. In terms of comments and, and things where comments hurt. Oh, they can't like I my biggest know. like the, my biggest frustration is feeling misunderstood. Hmm. And if a comment totally misses the point of something I'm doing, I like can't stop thinking about it. Like I'm like, how dare you? Like Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's so hard because the truth of it is that person probably doesn't even remember that comment the right. next day. Mm-hmm. They would never say that to your face. Right. But it's so hard to separate comments on YouTube and reality. Yeah. And something that I recently had to come to terms with as well um, with the algorithm yes. and everything is realizing that I always have a new audience. Yeah. I like there's going to be a solid maybe 10 or 20,000 people mm-hmm. that stick watch around. my videos for 10 years are going to stick with mm-hmm. me. But if you think about it, you don't watch like you watch a show maybe for three years yeah. and you're done. Yeah. And it's this weird thing where you're like, oh man, wait, what do you mean this person who watched me for yeah. years no longer here? Yeah. And you have to continually evolve and yes. change for this new audience. Yeah. And you have to keep reintroducing yourself mm-hmm. and telling your story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you continue to grow when you realize, oh, I'm not appealing to the same audience. I can't get comfortable. Right. Which is scary. That's very true. That's so true. I mean, like being in videos with you or being in videos with Casey, I've like, I always get like a little nervous. Really? Because I'm like, all of these new people are going to come. And if they like, now they have to get to know me. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I like there, I think as an individual one-on-one when I'm just like being myself, it's like, it's just different. It's different than what I'm doing all the time. And so there is this feeling where it's like, oh, what if they like, they like, they would, if they met me, they would like me. But Mm -hmm. if they saw my channel, they'd be like, I don't know. She doesn't do what I want. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you're, they're taking a snapshot of someone without understanding, you know, where they came from, who they are, why do they do what they do. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's something that, as a viewer to be mindful yeah, of, yeah. but also as a creator, sometimes you just got like dusted off. Yeah, you literally would. like every time I'm like, whoo, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like half the comments on Casey be like, her laugh is so great. And then the other comments are like, I hate her. If you go to her channel, she said one thing one time in like 1996 and I still hate her for that. And I'm like, please stop commenting. Why are you following me everywhere? <laughs> well, and I will, I will say, and the day and age of, I mean, things are crazy, you yeah. know, and it's <laughs> it's almost like something that I just do not like mm-hmm. is if someone has a different opinion, yeah. it's like they've committed a crime. Yes. There's no. There's gr- no. Yeah. There's, there's no, no gray area at yeah, all. Yeah. There's no area that exists where you can. Like if you were talking to a person in real life mm-hmm. about something controversial, politics yeah. or something, you would sit down with them, you would try to deploy some empathy. Yeah, and you'd be, be like, polite. why why do you believe that? Mm-hmm. And like what makes you believe you know, I'm from Texas. Yeah. Uh we love our guns. Yeah. But then being in the lib bubble that is yeah. New York, it's like, oh, okay, wait. How can I hear out other people's stories? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, okay, wow. Right. I'm in this weird middle ground. This is mm-hmm. new, this is exciting. Um but that doesn't exist on the yeah, internet. Yeah, no. And every t- and like that's the mistake I always make is thinking like 
I'm going to have a nuanced conversation with this fine gentleman. And then I'm like, oh, he, he just called me the N-word again. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go, delete. Like, yeah. it's always like, I just, I I fall for it. Because mm-hmm. like, people will always lead with like, I don't know if I believe this. And I'm like, oh, wow, you, you're not screaming in all caps. Yeah. What's up? And I'm like, just kidding. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I'm just not going to, like, like, if you share your honest opinion on the internet, I would honestly say don't read the comments. Yes. But I will say, too, <laughs> that what you do because you do share your honest opinion a lot and sometimes it stirs people up but at the same time it does create a conversation yeah uh, that's what Beyonce says you know you that bitch when you it, cause all this conversation there you go there you go <laughs> just trying to cause some conversation yeah exactly and so it is powerful it, maybe you have a different opinion than someone but stating it yeah. starts that conversation mm-hmm. and hopefully we can come to a time where it can actually be a conversation yes. and it's not just yelling yeah um, yeah I yeah. mean to my like my honest feeling and like here we go maybe it's controversial but like Political correctness. People hate it, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I just feel like we can't say what we mean. And I'm like, mm, maybe. But I think political correctness exists because you don't want to get punched in the face. Exactly. So like, if I want to like, if we have a differing opinion on anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we do. They're like, we're humans. Yeah. Like, to so as not to get punched in the face, <laughs> I would not say something really offensive to you, mm-hmm. but I can still hear you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's the point of it. It's not to censor you so much as like, it's, you know, you can, yeah. you can Human take that punch. decency. <laughs> Exactly. You know, can your face take the punch? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to stop anybody if they want to start swinging. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what have you been following along with the craze of Jordan Peterson? No, and how? That? So he, So he's been on H3, H3 podcast oh, okay. and stuff. He, um, Joe Rogan, I mean, like, oh, he's wow. this um, professor. Mm-hmm. Who uh, is in Canada, mm-hmm. but he really kind of had this like claim to fame yeah. when he did this um, like news interview with this uh, chick who was basically commenting on something about what like trans people want to be called. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, he said something that was like controversial. I don't know. Yeah. But basically the whole thing was her entire angle of it mm-hmm. was just her saying, well, so what you mean by that? Is yeah. this, this, this? And then he had to come back. Well, you're putting words in my mouth. Right. No. And it, so it was like this whole thing yeah. kind of like blew up. And so he's kind of become this um, like uh, <laughs> beacon uh, of like air of like political correctness yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's been really, really interesting wow. to follow. I would be yeah. curious what your opinion yeah. is on him. So maybe we can, when your book comes out, yes. we can have another podcast, yes. talk about your book, and talk about Jordan Peterson. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, right. he's an interesting person to follow right now. I'll check it um, out. But yeah, to wrap things up, what creatively excites you right now? Oh, okay. So maybe a popular opinion. I live for music videos. Oh. A thing people wouldn't like expect about me, but okay. that's where I get all of my inspiration mm-hmm. on YouTube. Like, I like watching videos and I like the people I'm subscribed to, but- if YouTube could do one thing for me personally, it would be like, <laughs> are you listening to YouTube? Recommend more music videos from like people I've never heard of mm-hmm. because the way to get noticed in the music industry is like visually now. And I found so many people who have great songs, but the videos are so much better than the songs that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, why don't we do this? Like, why aren't we like, wh- I want to experience and I want to experiment and I want to do all of these things. Like, it just seems yeah. so... It, like I feel like that's one part of the internet that hasn't gotten stale for me is seeing cool. like yeah. hearing new music and then watching amazing visuals that I'm like that's creative as 
<laughs> yeah. What What's a super cool video? My favorite. Okay, I literally have a playlist, but okay. my favorite one, my favorite artist who has the best music videos, her name is Petite Meller, M-E-L-L-E-R. She's French. Okay. She doesn't sing in French, though. She sings in English. But her videos are so colorful. They're the best locations that most people would never think to go to, mm-hmm. like – the Balkans or like um, to like the giraffe manor in Africa where like the giraffes come in the window and they like drink out of your teacup. Like it's so, they are so stunning. The shots are so beautiful. I've like been inspired. I've used some of the shots before in my videos because I'm like, that's incredible. Like she's killing it. I wish she would put out more videos, honestly. And I want to work with her DP. I think they're just so talented, but like, that's is, the kind of stuff I is like. Is Akila Hughes going to direct a music video? <sighs> my dreams. I would love to, direct yeah. music video that's like a that's so cool beyonce yes is she is she the first person i mean you know <laughs> honestly yeah aim high <laughs> first person beyonce you, second person elton john yeah there you go. <laughs> who else needs a music video <laughs> hey everyone's doing music mm-hmm, videos mm-hmm. nowadays so i feel like you wouldn't run out of things yeah. to do um that's cool though i like secretly want to drop like a like an album like I've never hey. written music. I like I just you got a piano what? today. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot to ask you about that. Yeah. You had a legit piano yeah. where someone had to deliver it to your home. Yes. I would just like to comment if you can put a piano, yes. a real piano in a New York City apartment, you've made it. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I honestly do feel like it. Like I've been sitting on the couch like watching March Madness writing and just looking at the piano. Like not playing it, but just be like just that's in here though. Do you that's- play the piano? Do a little. I played in college and then I like gave up. So I'm like, I'm trying to get back into it. I'm trying to like find other hobbies that require a lot of time and focus because then I just would feel like I'm still being productive outside of YouTube. Isn't it weird with music and playing instruments that when you grow up and you feel like you can't do anything, you kind of just drop it? Yes. I, I, you know, I play guitar for over 10 years and I just don't play anymore yeah. because like, oh, it's not my job. I don't want to be like Taylor Swift's guitar player <laughs> oh anymore. Gosh. So what's the point? Yeah. But it's like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was so much and fun. And maybe you'll write Why a pop album. Be Donald Glover. Yeah. I'll I, be Donald Glover. You be Donald Glover. We can both be Donald Glover <laughs> together. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, we've we've been needing to collaborate on YouTube yes. videos. So I say yes. we come together. We make a sick like rap song. Yes. And we make the most gorgeous music video to it. it we get your boy tim yes he'll we you DP, know we got this having three like creative minds behind the, I, I don't know why i slapped the microphone so if you heard that <laughs> also if you're if you're listening it's because i'm doing weird finger movements i do a lot of it's weird gesturing okay see you make me feel okay about i'm a very physical yeah. listener and things and just my poor anyone who's around me especially my boyfriend <laughs> If he's telling like a funny story or something, yes, it's almost like he has to like, oh, don't punch me. He has to like because <laughs> he knows like, oh, psh, that's yeah. so funny. Yes, <laughs> I'm just a very physical person Same. when it comes to things like that. You know. Okay, so we're gonna do a rap music video. Yes, or it could be poppy. Honestly, I, just my 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 only experiences with rap music yeah. videos. That's how I started. <laughs> You're like that's just that's my background. You know, like that's where I cut career. my teeth. Was when I was like mm-hmm. in NWA, and then I. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> People don't know that about Sarah. Um, she was quick side note: Have you watched the Defiant ones? Yes, it is so inspiring. Yo. What a great idea for a series. On it, okay. Wait, have you watched Abstract on Netflix? Yes. 
Oh, have so you watch all of them? The, oh, yeah. the okay. My favorite one was the architecture oh, one. Oh wait, the one where um, he like was building stuff, or the lady who does the sets on stages. Not that one. Ooh. The the dude where all the B roll shots were like him falling on a trampoline or something. Oh yeah. Um, the one he, yeah he like builds like all these very crazy. unique buildings. For, yeah, like, cheap. and like yeah. Um, and w- there's one in New York City yes. uh, on the West Side Highway. It's like the Triangle one, yes. and it's affordable housing. Yes. Who would have thunk? It's like one of the coolest buildings on the West Side Highway. Um, Love Abstract. So if you haven't checked out Abstract on Netflix. And then the Defiant Ones, that's on HBO. It's the story. It's uh, Dr. Dre's and Jimmy Iovine's story interwoven, which – so so compelling literally like endlessly watchable so i was like i'm not gonna like this and i was like why do i love it <laughs> i was so into it because i love the music industry yes. and the ins and outs and so jimmy Iveen, he's 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 done so many things yes. but he kind of was dre's right hand man towards the end of his uh, well far after the nwa yeah. thing but yeah. them making dre beats together yes. um you know he was interscope records dude mm-hmm. he went on and sold beats with dre to apple yes which is huge and insane so like it follows that if, entire journey i want to like go, go back to the 90s it, like if i could time travel i'd go back to the 90s and tell mm-hmm. dr dre i'm like you gonna make so much money duh yeah <laughs> and then keep just pushing <laughs> exactly don't you give up today <laughs> Keep trying. And, he, and then maybe it would ruin his entire trajectory. He shouldn't meet me at any point. <laughs> or else he won't have the same career, oh I feel. So. Yeah, so maybe that wouldn't have yeah. been the best thing. But it's a great series. <laughs> Go check out um, the, the, the the defiant ones. I can't even talk. We've actually been talking for a long time. Yeah, I'm this proud could of be ourselves. Like a great, maybe this, this, is, too <laughs> this is great. Maybe it's so much too editing. much Sarah and Akila, but you know what? That's you know, okay. Never. Where can people find you? What are you Ooh. working on right now? Oh my gosh. I'm working on so many things. I just finished the pilot. So this summer there should be some work. So I feel like follow Wait, me on so Instagram. Wait, so you did finish a I pilot. I finished the pilot. I think I may have sold it. <gasps> I may be like making it. Guys. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's always all up in the air until you yeah. sign paper. But that's cool. So I feel like follow my Instagram and Twitter. That's mm-hmm. literally, I mean, also YouTube. Like if you don't subscribe to me on YouTube, you're messing up. Yeah, YouTube.com slash it's Akila. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twitter is just at Akila, obviously. And Instagram is at Akila H. My Heck theme yeah. is uh, peachy pink. So there you go. I'm, a, I'm in the peachy What's fam. What's up? <laughs> Peachy fam. That's so cool. Thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. me here on the Creative Exchange. Guys, go check out Akila. Um, if you're watching this, you can also listen to the Creative Exchange on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, yeah. Overcast, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. And if you're listening, there's a YouTube channel. So yes. if you want to see what our beautiful faces look like, you can, <laughs> you can check out the show notes. It's just youtube.com slash the Creative Exchange. And as always, my name is Sarah Dici, rhymes with peachy. You can just look me up, Sarah Peachy. Google me. I'm there. I'm so many places. The internet <laughs> is just exhausting, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Until next time, guys, keep creating. Okay. Bye. Me. Bye. <laughs> we did it. We did it. That was-